Hello, Anna Mulder with you, bringing you the highlights from the ABC coverage of the 47th Tamworth Country Music Festival. It may be known as the Tamworth Country Music Festival, but this festival does incorporate many types of music, and bluegrass is just one of those. Whilst they are similar genres, there's a big difference between bluegrass and country music. Let's see if you can tell the difference. We've got a, a taste of bluegrass this morning coming your way, so keep your ears peeled. Christy Cox, welcome to the Fan Zone stage and welcome back home to Australia. Thank you, Anna. Thanks for having me. You've come with a true American too. He's got I have. Mandolin. Dave Pendley. Hello, Dave. You're originally from South Australia, Christy, but you've spent the past yeah, five or so years, is it, in the US? Mm -hmm. There is a much larger bluegrass audience there. Talk us through, what is bluegrass? Bluegrass is kind of a... Um more of a traditional style of music, I guess, compared to a lot of modern country music that we hear today. I, um, I kind of, you know, it's got Appalachian harmonies and banjos and fiddles, and I think the thing I love about it the most is that it's 100% acoustic, so you can be picking with your friends on the front porch and it'll sound exactly the same as it does on an album. You don't need any power, which would have been handy in Kootingle this morning. <laughs> yeah, you lost power. And that <laughs> We must. You're also pregnant, so you've got your second baby on the way, um, yes. and in the middle of an Australian summer and a yes. Tamworth festival. I'm kind of wishing that I'd stayed where it was snowing about now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a testament though to your work ethic and and the ability for you to be able to come home to, to Tamworth for this and and still go home to deliver your babe. I mean, how important has it been to make sure that you, you still have that presence here in Australia? Uh, there's just no place like home. Australia will always be my home. I, um, I love America, I love the music industry and the people and, and the food's pretty good too. But uh, I, uh, there, there just is no, there's no place like home. If I could do what I do here for a living, what I do there, then I would stay here 100%. But, uh, you know, your life takes you places and you just kind of follow it. And I, I never expected that a little girl from South Australia would be playing bluegrass all over the world. So... I'm just blessed and I take every day at a time and see where the world takes me. An incredible experience and what a life you're putting together. Why did you choose bluegrass as a career? I just really, I grew up listening to a lot of traditional country music. I grew up listening to a lot of um, Slim Dusty. My pop used to love Slim Dusty, every single Slim Dusty record. And, and I think that when I was about 21... I realised that as much as I was singing country rock and country pop and I enjoy listening to it, I really didn't enjoy performing it. And I think it was the, the rawness of bluegrass and the, and the melodies in the songs and the harmonies and the, the fact that it's so similar to traditional country music that first drew me there and now I'm completely addicted. So. Let's hear why you're addicted, because you're going to teach us a bit more about bluegrass and the style of music that you play, but I reckon we should get everyone a taste of it. Do you want to start with something this I can, morning? Yeah, sure. I can certainly try. We've only got one mandolin up here today, so if you guys have a banjo or a fiddle lying around, feel free to jump on up. <laughs> so it's like a pared-back version this morning. <laughs> yes. We might do a song off of my new album. This is called Right Where You Left It. Sometimes you lost that key in the pocket of your old blue jeans, spinning in the washing machine right where you left it. 
And then there's your favorite ball cap Running circles wondering where it's at On the table with your whiskey glass Right where you left it Whatever you're out searching for Mandolin. Vocal harmonies can be a quite distinctive part of your genre of music. What is the high lonesome sound? Oh, Dave, do you want to answer that one? What is the high lonesome sound? Well, the uh, originator of bluegrass music, Bill Monroe, had a natural high tenor voice. So uh, in the United States, there's artists like Del McCurry and, of course, the, the late Bill Monroe, Ricky Skaggs. They all had a natural tenor voice, high and uh, Really, that's what bluegrass is known for in the early days. They can sing higher than I can. Wow. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but the timbre and the sound of that must be different to just someone who can sing in the high range, right? Yes, yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a mountain harmony kind of, oh, yes. kind of sound. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You occasionally do sing country music, mainly because you are married to Travis List, a yep. honky-tonk country singer. <laughs> yep. How does your vocal performance differ between country and bluegrass? I don't actually think that my style changes at all. I just kind of sing country music with a bluegrass voice, I guess. Well, he hasn't kicked you off any, you know, 
guest appearances, so you must no, be doing all right. No, no, no. He, he's, he's he, he knows who, what's good for him. <laughs> <laughs> When's the second bub due? Uh, we're due in five and a half weeks. Right, so you're yeah. getting close to not being able to travel, so this timing's perfect, really. <laughs> yeah. My dad still thinks that they're not going to let me on the plane home, so he's, he's planned himself to drive to Sydney to come pick me up. <laughs> So we'll see. Everybody, let's just cross our fingers and toes that they let me back on the plane. It's probably not the only thing we need to cross. <laughs> what's, what's harder, though, writing songs or choosing baby names? Because this will be the second time you've had to do it. Choosing baby names. It's hard. Travis and I forever. could end up in a divorce before this baby's born. <laughs> <laughs> Christy Cox, our guest this morning on the ABC stage. We're here with you for an hour today and lots of great music to enjoy. Multi-Grammy award-winning Jerry Saley has called you Australia's greatest import to American bluegrass music. Take us through the huge leap that you took to leave Australia, to move to Nashville, and, and why you felt you had to go. Well, uh, it wasn't more that I thought that I had to go. It was more that um, I guess my parents always taught me that that you should always take every opportunity that you get that you get that comes your way, you know. And uh, I got offered a record deal in America, and I thought. You know what, if I, if I don't take this and I don't go, I could be sitting on my couch when I'm 50 and completely regret the fact that I never took the chance to, to see what would happen when I went there. So I just kind of quit my job. I'm a, I've got a law degree. I'm a lawyer by trade. I do work in immigration law still back over there in America, but which is a whole lot of fun at the moment, I can tell you that. Yeah, things would have changed in that landscape <laughs> recently. <laughs> but we, um, but yeah, I just, I just took a leap of faith. I thought, you know what, what have I got to lose? And I packed up one suitcase and my guitar, and I think I had about $2,000 in the bank, and I went, why not? I'm, you know, I'm 27 years old, I'm, I'm only going to get this opportunity once, so I, I just kind of jumped and didn't fall completely flat, which was nice. Yeah, great, great news. And has the USA been what, it, what you thought it would be? It's been more, yeah. Um, Americans, are, they just love Australians. They love everything about us. I mean, yeah, they think that we're all getting around on kangaroos and things like that. <laughs> so that's real, but, right? <laughs> but they just love Australians and they're, they're, they're huge supporters of, of people that are artistic. There's no, um, I guess... You know, every musician here in Australia will tell you there's a little bit of tall poppy syndrome here. You know, you kind of, there's a little bit of inner competition and things like that. And you just don't see any of that at all over there, which is nice. When you look down into the crowds and the audiences, how do they differ from country to country? These ones are in t-shirts and shorts. <laughs> what do they wear in the US? <laughs> no, they really don't. I think the audiences are much the same. I think People that love country music and bluegrass music around the world are all from the same breed. <laughs> yeah. They're all great people. You're all great people, aren't you? <laughs> Round of applause for that <laughs> this morning. I've heard bluegrass festivals in the States are something to be seen with every second person able to play so that it becomes this giant picking fest, like you were saying about the picking and mm -hmm. the ability for that. Can you describe those festivals for us? What do they look like? Well, they're kind of... I don't, yeah, that's a really good question. Every, every person over there is incredibly talented, which makes you want to strive to be better on a daily basis. But the bluegrass festivals over there, they're, they're kind of no different to like a, you know, what we've got down at the park down there. They're normally big open stages. They're dry. You, most of the bluegrass festivals you can't get a drink at. They're, they're no alcohol, which is a very strange thing for an Australian. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you imagine if we had music festivals that didn't have alcohol? <laughs> that would be very weird. But no, but they're, they're a whole lot of fun. Everybody's just there to jam, and the parking lots turn into picking parties, and yeah, it's 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 good fun. It's kind of like Tamworth, but with lots of banjos, lots of pickup trucks. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love another song if you can. Sure. But how fast can you pick? Not very. Because is that something you? <laughs> he can pick really quick. I can't. I'm. Is that why you picked him to come yes. and pick with you? So he can <laughs> yes. pick really quick. <laughs> my my guitarist is actually here as well, and he can play really fast as well. But my husband stole him for a show at the Capitol Theatre, so he's here with us. I know. How dare he? I know. How did you two come to be playing together, Dave? When this Aussie turned up and wanted to have have a musical career with you? Uh, a really good friend of mine by the name of Steve Sutton, who I played music with, played on her uh, first American album here. And uh, anyway, when she started touring in the United States, uh, she asked, uh, said, Steve, I need a mandolin player somewhere. So Steve uh, mentioned me, and I've been playing with her. I guess first show was in uh, 2013, February 2013. Wow. So it's, it's been a while coming. So do you have other artists that want you throughout that time as well that you have to share your time amongst, you know? Other artists? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, when Christy's not busy, I do other things, uh, if that's answering your question. You've got maternity leave coming up, so maternity what happens then to the mandolin player? <laughs> My maternity leave's lasting six weeks, then yeah. we're, going to, we're going to Ireland. So. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to talking to you about Ireland in a minute. All right, well, let's hear another song from Christy Cox this morning and David Pendley on the mandolin. On I'm going to do it the opposite of a fast one. Does that sound good? <laughs> Is that like a slow one then? Yeah. I like the idea of that. Let's do it. I wrote this song with a friend of mine, Johnny Duke. It's called I'll Cry Tonight.
Gorgeous harmonies. Are we ever going to recover from those? Seeing them live is something special. We're very lucky here today on the ABC stage to be hearing Christy Cox and Dave Pendley, not only mandolin player, but also on the vocals with Christy too. Surprisingly, Christy, it's only been, I guess, in recent years that Bluegrass has been recognised by the Australian country music industry and included in the Golden Guitar Awards. Why do you think it's taken so long for it to get a foothold here in Australia? Well, you think that it's taken a long time to get take a foothold, but in actual fact, the CMAs, the Country Music Awards in America, don't have a bluegrass category. Really? So... And it's such huge... <laughs> We're actually ahead of the ball. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, well, good. Yeah, Excellent. I guess over there they really see it as two completely separate genres, but here in Australia, I guess we, we kind of fall into the country, the country scene, mm -hmm. so... I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. And every day I thank the CMAA for encouraging bluegrass as much as they do. It's a great. You mentioned the law degree and working for immigration law in the US at the moment, so keeping yourself very busy there. When do you see that you might be able to do this full-time in, in the US and make a full-time living out of music? I could do it full-time now if I wanted to. Um, it's the... I, I'm a bit of a different person, I guess. My... Whichever side of the brain isn't the creative side. Is that the left side? I've got baby brain at the moment. If it's not so the left side, it's, it's definitely the right side. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I, I've, I really have to work that side of my brain as well. Otherwise, I go a little stir crazy. So mm. until I get to the point where I'm too busy with music that I can't use that legal side of my brain, I'll probably just keep doing it, even if it's just part-time, because I just like to use that, that part of my brain it's a perfect balance. Yeah. And you get to choose. Yeah. Which is awesome. Exactly. I think that's, <laughs> you've got the balance going. You've already won two Golden Guitars, Christy, and you're nominated for another two this weekend for your fifth album, Ricochet. It was released this time last year. I mean, what type, like, what do these awards, when you're living in the US as well, what, what do these awards mean to you and your music? The Golden Guitars are still the, the biggest, the biggest thing in my eyes. I, um, 
we made the top 20 in the Grammy Awards this last couple of months and wow. the Grammy Awards might be the biggest music awards in the world but making the top five in the Golden Guitars still means a lot more to me. Absolutely. <laughs> And you're heading to Ireland, you mentioned. Yes. What is the Irish thirst like for bluegrass? I have no idea. We're about to find out. Someone just said, do you want to come and pick some songs in Ireland? And I said to the band, you want to go to Ireland? And we all went, sure. So we're in for a surprise. We have no idea what to expect, do we, Dave? No idea at all. A big traditional Irish music, you know, culture there. And I guess it'll be really fascinating to hear how your style of of music blends in with theirs. Yeah, we're just... um, I mean, if someone offers you a trip to Ireland, you don't pass it up, do you? I mean, even if we're just there for the Guinness, no. it'll all be good. <laughs> You'll be allowed to have Guinness by then. I will be. And I will be it. able to have Guinness by then. The yeast, At least one. <laughs> the yeast helps the feeding as well, I hear. Not that yes. I would know, of course. <clears throat> uh, look, <laughs> we know that you're heading off to the Golden Guitar because that's another one of the amazing monuments in Tamworth of the, of the country music industry, and, and you'll be spending some time there today. Uh, but we have... A minute to ask you some random questions. Okay. We'll get to know a little bit more about you, Christy Cox. And Dave can always shout out if he's got a good answer as well. Okay. What's your favourite lyric of all time? I need you more than I want you and I want you for all time. Oh. Which song do you wish you wrote? Uh, yep. Too many to, to pick one. Hardest instrument to learn? I'd have to say the piano. What's the most common song request you get? That's where the faith comes in. Do you dance? I try not to. Signature move when you do? We can't. I've got no idea. <laughs> I really don't dance. She waved her arms for those playing at home. Do you prefer water, soft drink or beer when on stage? Water. Signature karaoke tune? I touch myself. Oh, can we hear some of that now? No. Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't want anybody else. When I think about you, I touch myself. Oh. Why not, hey? Why not go polar <laughs> opposite to what you normally do? <laughs> and what's the worst habit of audiences? Falling asleep. Or what? talking on their phones. Or looking at their phones. Oh, dear. Mm. The falling asleep, though, that's pretty epic. Yes, especially at a bluegrass gig. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even happen? <laughs> oh, well, Christy, it's been an absolute delight having you on stage thank today. You. And Dave, thank you for coming all thank the way so from much. the what US. A pleasure it's been. Will you be. be Back to Australia? Is this the first of many trips now? I believe so, if you'll uh, come. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you on the ABC stage today, guys, and enjoy the rest of your festival, and best of luck Thank on the you. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for having us. Christy Cox, look her up. She's on all the socials and absolutely worth having a listen. Download her music from all good music places. You've been listening to the ABC coverage of the Tamworth Country Music Festival for 2019. 